Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I'm very grateful to be here this afternoon or this evening. My name is Betty Sebuwufu Galabzi. The Sebuwufu is always left out, but it's part of my name because it's a long one. I'm married with five boys and two girls, and I'm, I'm still adding... <laughs> I'm still adding on the list. Yeah, as Christians, our list of having children is endless. God will always bring children into, into our families, into our circles. So you can't cease to say that I have enough. So me, my door is open for more children. Hallelujah. I have a top, I'm a businesswoman, that's my work, and uh, I'm married to a man. <laughs> uh, these days it's a different thing. I was given a topic to, to talk about, the command to pray, and it's in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. That's where our text for today comes from. And it says that pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. That's our topic for today. And the theme for the month of, this, of the 40 days, it's from James chapter 5, verse James chapter 5, he talks about praying. A prayer of, of the righteous has great power. And this is a sub, subtopic, the command to pray. And many people have talked about prayer over and over and over again. And I'm not going to go into the details of what prayer means and what it's about. But we live in complete dependence upon God every moment of our lives. We should not stop praying. And prayer is compared to breathing. You stop breathing, you die physically. But when you, you stop praying, you die spiritually. You could be walking, you could be doing your normal things, but you realize that there is a detachment between you and your maker. So when you cease praying, you, you cease living spiritually. Matthew chapter 7, if you could put it on the screen, 7, verse 7 to 8, it says that ask and it will be given you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and whoever knocks, the door will be opened to them. What are we asking for when we are praying? We, we are asking for help to be Christians, to follow Christ. That's the crucial prayer. Each one of us should pray that, Lord, as I'm a Christian, Christianity, the word Christian comes from the word Christ. A follower of Christ, it becomes a Christian. So 
we ask God to make us Christians in our walk with him, everything we, we, we need to follow Christ is available. It's available and that's when we need to ask for it. We ask him, Lord, help us to know you. Help us to follow you duly. Help us to seek after your face. All we have to do is to keep on asking and knocking persistently without stopping. Luke chapter 18 verse 1 to 8 says that Jesus tells a parable. It says in Luke, Luke chapter 18, from verse 1 to, to 8, that Jesus told a parable, and he told them a parable to, to, affect, to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, though I never fear God, nor respect man, yet because of this widow who keeps bothering me, I'll give her justice so that she will not be she will not beat me down by her continual coming. That is by her persistence. And the Lord said, hear, the unrighteous, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his erect who cry to him day and night? He will, he will not delay over them. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? Hallelujah. This unjust judge, because the woman persisted and she kept coming over and over to the judge, the judge kept delaying and delaying. Maybe this woman may give a bribe as it's a condition we know even in our country. You keep going to a place, you keep going to an office, you are seeking for something, they keep telling you come tomorrow, come the other day, but the reason is they want something to be released. But this lady kept going over and over and over again. This judge said, ah, in as much as I'm, I'm wicked, I don't fear God, neither respect people, but let me give justice to this woman. And this parable, Jesus gave it to show us that we have to be persistent in prayer. The judge neither feared God, he was an evil judge who treated men without justice or mercy. He was waiting for that bribe, but the Bible says when he kept on persisting and persisting, Jesus told this parable that we should not get discouraged in prayer. Have you prayed for something for years, for months, for days, and you are not seeing an answer? Don't give up. Persistence in prayer will bring results. It's like when you are hitting a wall. Have you seen some buildings being demolished? 
there are some buildings which have been demolished. You find someone hitting, someone hitting a particular spot. They hit over and over and over and over again until it weakens and gives way. This is what the Lord wants us. You are cutting a tree, you don't cut all over. You get a particular spot where you stick and keep cutting and keep cutting. You persist and persist and persist until the tree gets down. That's what the Lord wants, requires of us. When you pray, don't give up. The answer has delayed. He is faithful. He says, if that wicked judge would give the widow what she wanted, how about me, a merciful God? Can't I give you what you need? Can't I give you what you require of me? Hallelujah. From this parable, what do we learn? We learn two things. He will allow justice and injustice and persecution to come to us. That is, this is what this parable tells us. God will permit injustice and persecution to come upon us, his children. You say, but I'm a child of God. I'm, I've lived a holy life. I've, I've done whatever he requires of me. How come I'm going through this much? How come I've not been judged rightly? How come I've been persecuted? Yes, there is a reason. And it's in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character, hope. So God permits such to come to us to teach us some disciplines that we may be like his son. You know, there are certain things we go through in life, and they shape us. They shape us. He's pruning us with these injustices and persecutions. If you find us a, a persecution, if you are being persecuted, if you've been hated by others, don't just get offended. Go to God. What lesson am I getting out of this now that has come my way? What am I picking out of this? And you'll be shocked. He will even give you the grace to go through that very situation where he says no temptation has seized you except what is common to man and God is faithful. He will let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. For you to stand right under it, he will not take you away from it. He will allow you to go through it and by the time you go through it, there is a scripture in Psalms where it says that David said, I thank God I suffered hmm? through suffering. I thank God I suffered because through suffering I've learned, I've learned a lot. Hallelujah. So through this parable we learn that we have to face persecution. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4, it, say, it talks about testing our faith. Our faith will be tested. And how can it be tested? How will you know I'm really strong in the Lord and I will never leave my God when a trial comes? You will not give way. You will stand still and see God's salvation. You will not give up. You will continue calling upon the same God. You will say, devil, I will not follow you. 
I'll never be for you. I'll stick to this very God, and he will see me through whatever I'm going through. And that strengthens our faith. First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, our faith is tested by fire. Our faith is tested by fire. You go through a challenge that some people will tell you, why can't you give up? If it's, it's a rough marriage, some people will advise, if it were me, <laughs> I wouldn't even stand that. I would just give up, I would just walk away. But those who have stood, who have lived a test of time, they stand for their God, and God comes through for them. Hallelujah. Is it hot where you are? Is it tough? Is it rough? Hey, your faith is being tested by fire. And when you stand still, and you say, I will not give up, I will not even quit, I will love these people, I will choose to forgive them. I will choose to love them. You will see God turning their captivity around. The one who was an enemy would turn and come and be your friend. I remember when, we, when I had a neighbor and by our gate I had put a post and she knew I was saved. But by our gate... There was a, a, a place, apartments where the landlord built, and he never put a, a soccer pit for the rainwater to land. It would go through the walls, a, a hole in our compound, and it runs over. So one day, our landlord then, he came and blocked that hole. So when it rained, the water flooded in the houses of, of the neighbors. Then the lady came for me. She said, you know, where is, she called my helper. Where is that woman? Where is she? I, she said, she's here. I came out. And she was on top of her voice. She talked many things. And me, I came down on the lower floor. I told her, you know what? I'm not the landlord. It's the landlord who did that. I'm also a tenant like you. And then she, she said, you come, you come to my house and see everything has flooded. I went and saw, and I told her, it wasn't my doing, I'm truly sorry. But then you should talk to your landlord to do something about it. Some years later, she... In fact, not some years later, some months later, she said, I want to, to re-give my life to Christ, to recommit my life to Christ, because I have seen Christ in you, even in the storm, even in this circumstance. Because we give God the glory. Because she expected a, a same reaction as she reacted. She said, one time I was saved and I backslid. But I've watched your life. I've watched you the way you carry yourself, the way you have children here, but I've not had your voice go out. Yet, it's possible. We've had many around us who, who throw tantrums. Then I gave God to the glory. Persecutions, challenges come that God's name will be glorified. Amen. God wants 
us to share in, the, in his suffering in this life so that we might share in his glory. When we suffer, when we, we suffer, we get to know what our Lord Jesus went through. He was spattered. He was persecuted. He was abused. He was, many words were spoken over him, but he never threw back a word. Only in circumstances where he was meant to speak, he spoke. But there came a time when he kept his mouth shut because he knew who he was. He was beaten, he was hung up on the cross, he was buried, but what came after? The third, the third day. He rose again. We must know who we are in the Lord. And once you get to know who you are in the Lord, no matter what, nothing can ever move you. Nothing can ever challenge you. They will come, yes, but when you know your position in the Lord, you will be shocked. I remember one time, a brother of mine, I, wa <clears throat> I was asking for permission to take my auntie, who, is, who was his mother, to go and be prayed for in a church because she wasn't feeling well. And he said, ah, ah you Betty, that God of yours, can't you, can't you pray here? And he said many, many things. I don't know where I got the anger from. <laughs> this must have been a holy anger. I told him, do you know that you can fall down where you are standing and die? Do you know the God you are talking about? And by then I was in Essex. I told, do you know that you can fall down and die where you are? Do you know the God you are talking about? You cannot mock our God. And he said, hey, I didn't know you were capable of talking boldly like that. I said, no, it's because you stepped in wrong shoes. I'm saying wrong shoes is bigger than me. He's an elder. He's the one who pays my school fees. And here I am because what he had said, to me it was a holy anger. And from that time, whenever I would visit him, he would say, uh, there is a guest here, go and get us, get us some beer and, and you serve. I told him, no, I can't serve beer. The Bible tells me the one who serves is even worse than the one who drinks. So I cannot, I cannot serve beer. And he got to learn my, my way of life. He got to know, eh, they are certain, in as much as I'm an elder, there are certain things I need to respect this young girl for. And I give God the glory. This is my 41st year of salvation. And I got, I got saved when I was in primary five at the family altar, at a prayer altar in our home. My mother led me to Christ. She read a scripture which says that Jesus will come like a thief and he'll come at an hour when you don't expect him to come. I just said, hey, I'm going. She said, uh-uh. Where are you going? You are not saved. I just say, is that all? Then today, I give my life to Christ. And I purposed. I said, I will live what this Bible says. I went through primary. I went through secondary. I went through my higher education. I went through all the institutions of learning that I went through. I walked the talk. 
And I'm very grateful that this day I meet many people I witnessed to, and they tell me, Betty, we also now gave our lives to Christ. Then we're laughing at you, but now we've come to know what you used to tell us. And I give God the glory. So, we will be glorified with him. We suffer with him, but we'll also be glorified with him. First Peter 4, verse 12 to 13 talks about suffering as a Christian. We must understand if God let us suffer injustice for a period of time. He will let us suffer for a period of time, but it's not permanent. He says in Romans 8, 28, that all things, not some, but all things work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So let them come. The challenge comes, yes, let it come. But how am I going to go through it? He knows. Why does Jesus say that God will see that his chosen ones get justice quickly? That is in Luke 18, verse 8. He says you will get justice quickly when you persist, when you stick there. When he talks of quickly, he talks of his time. When he says quickly, his time is, if it's one day, it's, it's a thousand years, it's one day to him. If it's one day, it can be a thousand years. Second Peter 2, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. So God's timing is the quickest time. It's the, the speedy time. When he says, I will come to you quickly. He's quickly, he knows. And when it comes, that's when you say, hey, I thank God it didn't come the other time. It has come at the right time. We learn from this parable. Second, first we learn that our faith is strengthened through injustice and persecution. Second, we learn from this parable that we must persist in prayer. Persistence is mandatory. That's why he says, pray at all times. Pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean you walk like a mad person. All the time you are, people are talking to you, you are, you are, you are, you are into utterance. No. Prayer one could be speaking to you, inside you, you are praying, saying, Lord, what do I answer? Should I answer or should I be quiet? Lord, when you are, even a wish is a prayer, whether a bad wish or a good wish. That's why he says, some of you pray and you pray wrongly and you are not answered. Because you've prayed, a wrong prayer, a wrong wish, a bad wish, is a bad prayer. A good wish is a good prayer. You pray, you, 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 you chat with God. You, he says that he keeps him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Someone is, give, is giving word, shouting, and you in your heart you are saying, Lord, you are communing with heaven. You are communing with God. It doesn't mean you have to utter words. Because all the time, so unless when we are sleeping, when we are sleeping, we are dreaming. And when we are dreaming, that's the body. We will leave these bodies. But the body you, you have in a dream, you are active doing A, B, C. That's the body we'll be putting on after this life. So even when you are, 
when you are awake, all the time your mind is coordinating certain things. It is coordinating this, that, that. You could be here right now and you're already at home. You could be here, there is a deal you have to complete somewhere. You are already praying. How? God knows. So you pray without ceasing. We are praying all the time. A good wish is a prayer. A bad wish is a prayer. You keep praying. You keep... Have you ever passed people and you are touched by what you have just seen and your heart remains there and you say, Lord, it's a prayer. You've not said a word, but you've carried a burden. You've picked a burden. You've picked a prayer request. And then you go with it in your closet, in your prayer room, on your, walk, on your walkway, on your driveway. You've seen something that has upset you. Prayer. Without ceasing. It's continuous. A border border guy comes and crosses as you are driving. You almost hit them. Oh, God, don't abuse. Don't, don't say her. Don't hurl insults. Because at times you hurl insults, it's the people with you in the car who gets them. The other one hasn't heard. So you pray. Pray at all times. But what comes out of you is this word. The word is what we pray the word. And as, I, as I'm about to wind up, we are going to see Jesus teaching his disciples in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 8. You will read the whole chapter, but I want us to pray, following the prayer of Christ. You can't say, I don't know how to pray. And don't imitate the ones who pray. One is praying and is pacing and is pacing and is pacing, and you, you are saying, I can't pace. I don't know how to, to do it. At times, you also begin to imitate me, I want to be myself when I'm praying, and I want to understand what I'm praying. Don't copy, don't copy. Someone is shouting, is shouting, let them shout. But even a prayer where you've not answered, you remember Hannah, when she came before the Lord in the temple, her lips were moving, and Eli said, you woman, you are drunk. She said, I'm not drunk but there's something troubling me and I'm pouring it to God. And God heard her prayer when she wasn't using words, when she wasn't shouting. So don't, someone is talented into their way of praying. Let them go. If you can say a word, say a word. If you can stand and say, Lord. Hmm? At times you, you feel you are crying, you are crying. It's a prayer, God is seeing that. It's a prayer, don't say I don't know how to pray. All of us can pray. If, if you are quarreling, does someone give you words? <laughs> eh? Does someone give you words? There you can't run short of words. But the way you, you flow, the spirit that gives you the, the words to use, to quarrel. When you turn to this God, he will give you words to use. And that's his word. You pray scripture. We are going to pray. We are going to stand and pray the prayer of our father. His disciples asked him in Luke chapter 11. They asked him, teach us to pray. And he said, our father. And we are going to touch 
they are like four lines. Our Father in heaven, allowed be your name. Just that one statement, you can pray like for five minutes or ten or even go on. Let us stand. I'm going to lead us. And we say our Father in heaven. When you say our Father in heaven, it means praised be your name. Be glorified. And there are words you can tell someone you love, someone you adore. Be enthroned. Each one of us you are going to tell God. Be exalted, Lord. Be lifted. When you are saying, Allowed be your name. Allowed be your name in my speech. Allowed be your name in my marriage. Allowed be your name in my children. Allowed be your name in this nation. Allowed be your name in the church. Allowed be your name in, in, in various places, in the marketplace. Allowed be your name in the sanctuary. Allowed be your name. You begin telling God, let his name be glorified. In those areas you want to see him shine. Allowed be your name, Lord. Speak to him, speak to him. Allowed be your name. My Lord and my King. Allowed be your name. Be glorified above all powers, above all authority, above all fame, above all things that a man would adore. Be glorified. Be exalted. Allowed be your name, my God, in the judiciary. Allowed be your name, my God, in this dark world of sin. Allowed be your name, my King, in the ministry of education. Allowed be your name, my God, in the ministry of health. Allowed be your name in various parts of, of the world. Allowed be your name, Lord. Be glorified. Be exalted, my God. Be lifted high above all authorities, above all thrones, above all things. Your name is greater. Your name is powerful. Your name is holy. Your name is mighty. Above all things, your name is exalted. Above all things, your name and your word are exalted above all things. Above everything. Lord, it's only you that we know. It's only you that we have. Our Father in heaven, you are seated in heaven. You don't associate with sinners. You don't associate with people of evil hearts. But when your name is exalted, you draw men unto yourself. Allowed be your name. Then we are going to your kingdom come. We are inviting the kingdom of God, the light of the kingdom of God, to come into this dark world of sin. There are two kingdoms. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of light. The kingdom of this world is a kingdom of darkness. And in this kingdom of darkness, there are portals. There are portals where the souls of men and women are caged. The Bible says in, in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 11, that he removes the caged souls from the pits, the dry pits. He removes them, the slaves, the people that have been enslaved in the graves. Call forth the souls of your children, the souls of your relatives. You have a relative, you have a friend, you have a challenge somewhere. You pray that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light comes into those places. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come in this dark world of sin. Let your kingdom come in our families. 
Let your kingdom come in our nation. Let your kingdom come in the parliament. Let your kingdom come in the cabinet of ministers. Let your kingdom come on the top leadership of this country. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let your will be done, my God. Let your will be done in our children. Let your will be done in our families. Let your will be done in the church. Let your will be done among the marriages. Let your will be done, my God. Let your will be done this day in the name of Jesus. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Forgive the sins of this nation. Forgive the bloodsheds. Forgive the hypocrisy. Forgive the immorality, Lord. Forgive every sin that you see in us. The, the sin that you see in our bloodlines, in our mother's bloodlines, in our mother's mother's bloodlines, in our father's mother's bloodlines. The sin that there is that is encroaching on us, that is encroaching on our children's children. The habits that you see therein. Be glorified, our God. Let Forgive us. Forgive us our shortcomings and lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation of leaving your name. Lead us not into temptation of running away from your will. Lead us not into temptation, Lord, of seeking other gods other than you. Lead us not into the temptation of running to different places and leaving the almighty God. Lead us not into the temptation, Lord, of falling away from your love that will stand and stand for you in the name of Jesus, that will stand in justice, that will stand persecution, that will persist in prayer until we create a portal in heaven over the princes of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. We release your presence, Lord. Come and reign with us. Come and inhabit us. Come and lead us, Lord that your glory will be shown, that your presence will overshadow us, that your presence will take over every situation of any person in this place. There are those that have cried to you for years. There are those that have cried for months. There are those that have given up. Lord, I pray that you answer them. You answer us, Lord. Answer us when we call. In the name of Jesus, you've told us to pray. You told that woman, that neighbor who went to a neighbor at night and they sought for bread. They were not seeking their own bread. They were seeking bread for their neighbor. Meaning that you want us to pray for others. We don't only pray for ourselves. I pray Lord that you help us to stand with others. That will support one another. That will uphold one another. That will live for you and you alone. That your name will be exalted. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.